Jones, 30, 35, 40, east of midfield, and then every catch. The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network and this is the 21st episode of the podcast on January 17th, 2013. It's 21! We're go drinking! Woo! Yeah! Uh, we have our second guest ever on this show because when you do a weekly podcast and it's just like oh yeah we're, we're doing this today you <laughs> don't really schedule guests ahead of time but like we promised we would get this guy on the show and i'll tell you what he is the college football champion mm-hmm. he is the nfl champion amongst the members of the show me your news community Rain don't know man. how <laughs> please welcome major moses hi uh thanks for having me on Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I, I somehow uh, pulled uh, pulled ahead at the very last uh, last week for the NFL. Well, yeah, you were you were dominating college football, that's for sure. Let, yeah. let me check to see what your final statistics were because it's very very impressive. That's I'm thinking that. about taking up gambling now. So yes, go well, to Vegas. You should we'll see, yeah. we'll what, see what your... juice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What were your tricks of the trade? What would be advice that you'd give to uh, participants you know, next year? Well, um, first of all, there are some things that I did that you should not do, like <laughs> uh, picking the Steelers every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked the Buckeyes every single week, but that worked. Yeah. Um, I picked against certain teams that shall remain nameless every single week. Um, yeah. Uh, mostly, I guess, just uh, looking at it, um, it, it, it was. I, I, I would have definitely done a lot worse if it had been picking the. Uh, just which team won instead of picking uh, for or against the spread. Oh, definitely. But uh, when it's plus one for one team, I like to uh, pick the... Um, I, I like to pick the underdog mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. often than not because uh, if it's that close on the scale, then... Mm-hmm. It doesn't take that much to just go over, and even if even if you lose on some occasions, it's uh, it ends up working in your favor more often than not. Um, generally, it's just does the uh, the number sound reasonable enough for that team to beat the other guys with? I remember that one. Uh, I think it was Hawaii or something. Something mm-hmm. was like 40 points. Uh, the USC we, spread. Yeah, that's what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did did anyone actually pick uh, uh, that team? Uh, it was too long ago. <laughs> it was like the one yeah. of the first weeks. Can't remember. 
Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's a lot of just how I felt about it. And the, the funny thing is, I, I'm a lot more familiar with the NFL than anything with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. I'm, I only follow, uh, Ohio State and I don't even really follow Kent State so much. So, so that means you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm oh. doing it wrong, but, uh, but hey, you know, Kent State this year. Yes. Did you they, want to uh, comment on that? They, did you go to any games or? <laughs> I've only ever gone to two games uh-huh. in, uh, my time at Kent State. I mean, uh, and then neither were during this season, but, uh, I did watch the, um, the last two games, yeah, of which we both lost. Well, you know, Northern Illinois is, has really good quarterback, but uh, yeah. I mean that game could have gone either way. Really, it was. Back you you know that uh, that superstition commercial though. Yes. I don't think I'm allowed to watch Kent State games anymore. <laughs> you sit right. on the wrong part of the couch. <laughs> it might have to do with that. But uh, actually, yeah, I, w- I was in Pittsburgh for both of them. Um, they uh, they did all right, and it was it, it was pretty cool seeing uh, Kent on like you know national television. Yeah, so um, you're also then like a Pirates fan, a Penguins fan. No, no, no. I am a uh, Penguins and uh, Steelers fan. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, pirates have been a little better this, lately. The, the pirates almost not had good enough their, to win. <laughs> the pirates almost had their first uh, winning season mm-hmm. in I want to say nineteen years. I think it's closer to twenty-one or twenty-two years. Okay. Well, no, I think it might be. Yeah, probably twenty or twenty-one because I think I was two. Yeah. Mm. Back in 1992, when uh, they last had a decent season. And when you grow up having, like, accepted the fact that if you go to a Pirates game, you're there for the atmosphere and they're mm-hmm. going to lose, you it, it's tough to grow up as a, as a fan. Yeah, I get so. that. It's called being a Detroit, Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> yeah, so. and I know Tony gets that too. Oh, yeah, that's well, true. So but, then you're ex- you're excited that the NHL is coming back. Oh, I'm so excited! Oh I, uh, Seriously, yes. Um, I uh, I actually saw um, while I was having my last uh, family dinner mm-hmm. before coming back to Kent. Uh, we went to this restaurant. I was talking to my dad, and I completely lost uh, my train of thought. And he was about to get mad at me because uh, <laughs> reasons. But um, I I was looking past him, and I was like, "Does that guy look like Sidney Crosby?" Oh, <laughs> and Sidney Crosby was sitting there having dinner with uh, James Neal and what I assume are some other Penguins players, and. Oh. That was well, pretty right. exciting. So yeah. we we got to wish them a uh, a good season. Nice. And 
So if they go to the championship, it's all because you. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Moses family. Greetings. Mm-hmm. Bringing home championship to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, start the season. Although it, it sounds like it's the uh, thing isn't going to last and we're just waiting for the next... Uh, the next lockout. Well, they made a 10-year CBA. Um, anyone can opt out after eight. So there's at least yeah. eight seasons. So. so, yeah. So And hopefully Gary seasons, Bettman will die be, before uh, then. Yes, get a new... new. <laughs> yeah. That's mean. I, I apologize, <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, just step down. That would be better for everyone. Well, anyway, Moses, as you know, here on Down the Sidelines, we go into the red zone, which is you know, the three biggest sports stories of the week, and we had a little predictive element to it. So we start at the 20-yard line, where we talk about the NFL playoffs. Yes, they continued last week with the divisional round. We had the four games and a very interesting games, a lot of offense in these games. Every team scored at least 28 points. A uh, very interesting statistic there. So we'll start with Baltimore versus Denver, which was the early game on Saturday uh, in Mile High. Uh, goodness, what to say about that one? It goes into double overtime, and Ravens kick a game-winning field goal. Uh, you know, a couple minutes into double overtime. I can't even say I've ever seen a playoff game go into double overtime ever. Really? Yeah. Mm. For, I mean, for NFL, of course, you know, yeah. hockey and stuff like that, you know, all the time, it feels like, in comparison to the NFL. But uh, very surprising to Did see that. they say it was, like, the fourth longest game mm-hmm. in yep. playoff history or something? Something or? like that, yeah. Because otherwise it would just end a tie, in a tie in the regular mm-hmm. season. Uh, but, you know, Peyton Manning throws that really bad interception. And I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm going, yeah. no, no, you can't roll out to the right, and then throw back across your body to the middle of the field. Maybe when he was younger and he had more arm strength, but I can't do that. That's like Brett Favre a few years ago with Minnesota and against Green Bay or something like that. You can't make that move. What I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm wondering what the percentage. I know we probably wouldn't be able to find this out, but like it just seems like he's been in this position so many times in the playoffs, and just for no reason struggles the one guy a, who you would think wouldn't struggle i think it's a couple games under 500 for his playoff career yeah, record so he hadn't won a game when it was below freezing outside and, and usually he's on the favorite i think what uh i want to say more often they said they, yeah. they, they were talking about like maybe eight times out of like 10 or something mm-hmm. he was favored yeah in all those games it just seems so Strange when well, Denver's didn't, defense didn't do him any favors. That's oh for no, sure. they played awful. I mean, terrible. <laughs> Champ Bailey, I don't even know where he Ugh. was in that game. I think he was on the sidelines. And you give up those, you know, kick returns, oh, the punt return and the uh, the kickoff well, return. That, I thought that was Denver that did that. They're well, the ones true. who, You're right. who You're scored right. both of those. So they so needed that. Goodness, to they the even game. got even luckier. Wow. It, it, the offense and the defense. I mean, they really didn't score that many points. I mean, I guess you could say the Ravens' defense really stepped up, but 
really, they're just tipped interceptions, things like that. Just he was not making good decisions. What do you guys make of the controversy when you know the Ravens are driving down the field at the end of the first overtime? You know they're changing mm-hmm. fields, and the Ravens kicker takes the practice kick. <laughs> that was I've never <laughs> seen that before. That was weird. Oh boy. Joel, you're a former kicker. Yeah. Um and I've um taken a kick in overtime to win a state championship game and I wasn't allowed to do that. <laughs> I mean it it was in overtime too. I I've really never seen that before. Um maybe it happens more and we just don't see it on TV, like they don't show it or I, I don't know. I I I can't believe they let them do it. Well, well, it's a pretty weird circumstance. What do you think, Moses? Well, the uh, I, I remember that uh, that thing, and uh, I forget wh- which teammate, but one of them was just like waving to the refs, like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. And it, it I will, looks. I, I mean, I will tell you one thing. Um, like, and I, I'm sure, like, you probably you've seen this when you've gone to football games. You know, special teams in certain positions go out first, right? To warm up, they get like an extra warm up before the game, mm-hmm. compared yeah. to the whole team, and they also do that at halftime, at the end of halftime, too. But I've never seen this. I've yeah. never seen it at the start of overtime. Yeah, was, really. Was it, uh, just uh, was it this game where they showed the kicker out on the field in the middle of the uh, what looked like a halftime show, and he was trying to kick and like telling the people to move out of the way? I don't know. I didn't see that one. Oh, okay. um, you saw that? I think that was maybe was it Denver's kicker? Maybe wow. was trying to practice, maybe. and there were people like crumping on the sidelines <laughs> like a dance team. Yeah, and then he was like, he was like, whoa, whoa, clear out of the way, and then you see someone doing like a moonwalk, <laughs> and then, like <laughs> it was just really funny. I saw that. Um, it was on like the not so top ten, or mm. I don't know. Yeah. Really weird set of circumstances, though, especially with the, you know, between periods. I mean, it's one thing to try to do that during a timeout, and you probably wouldn't be allowed to during a timeout. But the between periods kind of put that into, you know, some strange set of motion. And then why doesn't someone from the opposing team just get in front of the kick? (laughs) How do you let him get that off? I don't know. Unbelievable. That would have been great. It would have I mean, you, the fight, but uh, that would have been great. I mean, you see, you know, NBA players sometimes when you know they're trying to take like you know extra shots or whatever, you know, you know free <laughs> throws, or whatever. Yeah, and they just block it, even if, even as clear goaltending, and it's after the the whistle. It's like get out of here. Yeah, I, what I want to know is like if if this is like something that sh- is going to be allowed, they should make i don't know some kind of rule for it so that the other team knows that they can go out onto the field on the yeah. other side oh, and do the same yeah thing. i mean if they're if they're going to um you know let it happen even though it's not supposed to be happening just 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 write it in like yeah. as a rule just be like yeah you know special teams can go out and practice in this in between period just like at you know the start of the game and at halftime mm-hmm. and if they stay on too long then it's yeah, delay delay of game or yeah, ever something. Yeah, well, it was very cold there, um, snowing the whole time, and then you know Ray Lewis 
you know, being emotional at the end of the game. I mean, yeah. oh, oh, we just had our last team breaking news fill in for number 10. So we'll get but, to that for the uh, the 10-yard line. Oh, boy. Oh. Cardinals just hired their head coach, so we'll Yay. get to that uh. as breaking news. Uh, the next game, Green Bay Packers and San Francisco 49ers. This is the Colin Kaepernick show. Uh, NFL rushing record yeah. uh, for a quarterback in a playoff game, 181 yards. Uh, he ran the read option to perfection. You see that one replay where that Green Man. Bay linebacker just turned around. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> the, yeah, there was a point where... I just, I don't even know how he avoided the tackle. But, you know, like, I was one of those people that would stay up late at night and watch Nevada's games, like, back when he was in college. I've seen him do that before, but, like, I just, I really didn't expect it Mm -hmm. in the NFL at all. (laughs) I mean, I didn't think he'd be a starting quarterback either, but, hey, it's working. I mean, Green Bay kept it close for a little while, but, you know, San Francisco's defense did its job. And that was a what a fully fully healthy Green Bay team, right? Pretty yeah, much. more or less. Uh, Niners beat the Packers forty five thirty one. Just you know, too much rushing attack. Mm-hmm. So let's see on the Sunday games. <laughs> oh man, you want a game of the week? This was your game of the week. I think even more so. Excuse me. I'm, uh, hiccuping and all. Uh, Baltimore and Denver. Um, Wait. He said even I'm more so. Even, even more so than Baltimore yeah. oh, and Denver. Okay. Sorry, all my pauses. I know, not helping. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks and Atlanta Falcons. The birds in the dirty south in the ATL <laughs> in the Georgia Dome. Atlanta comes out to a 20 to nothing lead at halftime. I'm coming back from Detroit, you know, the, one of the first days of doing setup for North American International Auto Show, and I'm hearing it's 20, 20 to nothing. And I'm like, ugh. And we said that the Seahawks would win. We said that, like, it would just get in the Falcons' heads. Looks like that's not going to happen. Well, you know, on the drive back, bit by bit, Seattle's coming back. And uh, this is the same time that, you know, the Michigan-Ohio State basketball game was going on. So I, I get home, I catch the last couple minutes of that. and Who won I'm well. I, I told you last week that I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State won. So. Oh no! I I, I was asking who did. I, I I don't know. Oh, well, Ohio State did win. Oh, okay, all right. Um, Thanks. They 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 almost. I I, I I wasn't doing that just to you know I I I don't follow basketball. Okay. I remember. Uh, right. Well, they did. Like, they did almost blow a twenty-nine to eight lead. Ooh, Buckeyes did, and uh, it came down to like you know last possession kind of stuff. Do Do you remember the uh, first podcast that I was on when uh, you said that a uh, an Ohio State Michigan basketball game was going on, and I said, "Oh, I don't follow baseball." <laughs> no, I don't remember that. I've said so many things on podcasts that no. <laughs> it just all blurs together. Anyway, I so then after that game is over. Um, I switched to the Seattle Atlanta game and catch like the last eight minutes of that. Seattle comes, they, they tie it up, with about three minutes left to go. They don't even just tie it up; they take the lead because there's like a blocked extra point in there somewhere, or no, no, there was a blocked extra point, but that was offsides. It was two field goals, so you know Atlanta was up by six, and then Russell Wilson comes down the field. They they get the touchdown. Mm-hmm. 
Um, with ultimately about like a minute and change left, and I'm I'm thinking, oh man, I I, I honestly start writing a tweet, uh, for you know down the sidelines and all, and I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, well, it looks like you know that that pressure got to Atlanta, but you know Joel and I we got it right, <laughs> call that one right. <laughs> Atlanta takes the field, and they in a few plays they throw deep passes, get in field goal range, kick. The field goal with about, what, 13 seconds yes. left? Yes. They take the lead. On the kickoff. It's just do a squib kick. That would oh. be all. <laughs> well, they, they, they kick it and the up man stops the ball. Seattle has has it at, like, you know, the 50-yard line or and so. And then Seattle runs the most stupidest Oh, play. what a terrible play. <laughs> they run a short... You know, sidelines route. You know, not even like seven yards, maybe, so that the field goal would ultimately be sixty-five yards for an attempt. So, like, uh, well, no, we kind of now have to hail Mary in the end zone, and you know that gets picked off by Julio Jones being on the hands team. Almost an like just a you know crazy comeback, then it, you know sucks out you know the chance of victory, and then almost the inconceivable happened. It was quite an ending. Atlanta yeah. wins thirty to twenty-eight, moves on to the NFC Championship, hosting the 49ers. And I was on at Sunday. like a fancy restaurant for family dinner. Oh no! All this was going on, and there's like one TV like over the side. I'm like twenty to nothing. Oh well. And I'm sitting down, and we get to like halfway through the meal, and I look over, and there's some guy. I hear some guy yell, and I'm like, "What? What in the world just happened?" And I like go over the TV, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" The game is like tied, or no, they're like leading. And so then it's time to leave. And I'm like, what? And we like get in the car and I'm like, oh, can we like change the radio to the, oh, you heard to the, the game? And then, no, 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 no. They're, they couldn't find the station oh, that it was no. on. And so I'm on like my phone, like with the tracker and it's like refreshing and we get lost on the way home and I lose service. And I'm like, oh my God, is the game <laughs> oh. over? And we like pull in the driveway. I'm like, the game's over. Like, it's got to be over. And they're like, no, they're taking timeouts. And, like, I get in just in time to see Atlanta, like, kick the field goal. Oh, wow. And I was just, like, I, like, burst in there. <laughs> well, like, even, no. even in that one, uh, you know, Pete Carroll ices the kicker, which was kind of weird because, you know, they show the slow motion replay after the fact, and he, like, he leans in there. It's like, you know, time out, time out. And then... <laughs> No, no, no. What's the, but, what I didn't understand is, I, see, I didn't know he was icing the kicker because I, like, right. didn't get oh, to see that part. Right. I thought he was calling timeouts to stop them from running the clock all the way down to, like, two seconds or something. Mm-hmm. But apparently he was wasting his timeouts. Yeah, I mean, he, he iced the kicker, and then, you know, they still snap the ball, and Matt Bryant waits a little bit and then still gets the kickoff. Again, like, another kick, like distinctly after the fact and he blew it wide wide right but then of course you know with that practice he takes a second attempt and knocks it through but then you know you see the kick go up and through and then Pete Carroll's just like who called timeout who called timeout it's just like they they show the replay after they just need to learn that doesn't work especially when there are cameras all over the field I can tell you from experience it does not work like it's just stupid and they should, I think they should change it just because it's a waste of time in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I can understand you want to, like, 
but most of the time in these situations, you've got a cup. You've got like twenty seconds left. It seems like it almost always happens this way. Now you you're rarely seeing like teams run it all the way down to that much time left. Usually there's some time left. Usually teams score faster than they think they will, and you could actually use those timeouts in a smart way. Right. Except you're just icing the kicker. It's ridiculous. I don't like that. I mean, who I likes to, who likes to watch that? Who likes to sit yeah. there and watch this guy just <laughs> try and Ugh. kick the ball over? I mean, anyway. some okay, maybe once in a while it works. Whatever. I mean, if it's already down to that low, like there's no nothing else you can really do at that point. So. Yeah, it's kind of just like the other team saying, "Like, come on, like, yeah." Let's get out of here. So Atlanta wins. They get the monkey off their back. Would Houston get the monkey off their back as they face the Patriots again? Ah, <laughs> uh, not, so much. Much. not so much. Um, when you have someone named Shane Vereen get three touchdowns, two rushing and one receiving, yeah. your defense isn't playing that well. Houston Texans. Um, that was not the most entertaining game to watch. I don't know. It, it just didn't seem competitive at all. I, I mean, did anyone else see it? Uh, I mean, I was busy watching Apex. That's that's very true. It wasn't. That's I mean, why I gave up and watched some Apex. Actually, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they just they definitely not. They just I don't know. They didn't perform. Their defense was not performing like it was earlier on in the season. Ever since, I don't know, some certain point. I don't know if there was an injury or if they just started sucking. Well, New England also kind of broke the Texans' will, if you think about it, during the season. Texans are like, you know, 11-1 going into the game against New England. They get curb stomped, Mm -hmm. and then they lose three or four games to close out the regular season. And then you, you squeak by a Cincinnati team, and then you play New England again, and you get stomped again. I mean, forty-one twenty-eight was not that indicative of you know how you know much of a you know not overall competitive game it was. Yeah. And but then you know New England loses Rob Gronkowski with a broken forearm again. So, granted, they still have Aaron Hernandez as their backup tight end, but they're a good team. Mm-hmm. They're a good team. So, New England is going to host the Baltimore Ravens. And that'll be the later game this Sunday, whereas the 49ers go to Atlanta for the earlier game. We make the play here. Who plays in the Super Bowl? Uh, Moses, you want to go? Sure. I've got... uh, I'd say uh, New England and... 49ers. Interesting. I don't know. I uh, I, I really don't care about the uh, NFC. E- either one I'd be uh, happy with. And uh, Although I, I, I think uh, the 49ers are going to do better, but um, I'm a little bit more for Atlanta because my fantasy football team consisted mostly... <laughs> Of Atlanta players, that'd be a good fantasy football team this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then I really don't understand how the Ravens have been doing so well after that. It's the emotional. I, yeah, I know. Boost. And and it's uh, it kills me that uh, I I do respect Ray Lewis a bit. No, on the field, Although no I, doubt. I, I, I mean, I, mean I, I don't like the Ravens at all, but I would have liked him to have ended his season run earlier rather than later because it'll be less hard on him that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if, if he makes it to the Super Bowl and doesn't get it again, that's just going to be depressing, and I don't want to feel depressed for the Ravens. <laughs> So, I'm hoping that the Patriots come in there and the Ravens show why they finished the season so horribly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joel, what um, do you think? Um, I think, yeah, I think in the uh, that matchup, I'm going to go with the Patriots just because, you know, first off, they're at home. I just think uh, matchup-wise, um, they can handle this team because... Um, I just I don't really see their defense matching up with the way New England plays offense. It I don't know. I I didn't even look back to see when they if they they even play earlier in the year. And if uh, so, I think what the... the Ravens actually beat the Patriots this uh-huh. year. Okay, was that nothing that, that was may... early? It was pretty early, and it may have been in Baltimore too. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just it just seems like because. When I look, I think I think overall, um, you know, defensively, offensively, the Texans are better than the Ravens. So, if if you were to take that kind of result, then I I think that's gonna I think, well, you you see exactly where I'm going with that. I I think that, you know, the Patriots are clearly superior to either one of those teams. Um, you know, quarterback hands down, it's not even close. Like. Joe Flacco's been playing better, but still not at, not at that level to go head-to-head with, with Brady in the playoffs. I think that's kind of the difference. It's the playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I don't know. I just kind of see him shredding through that defense with the receivers. Um, and if they can run the ball, then it probably won't even be close. So um, I guess that's up to Ray Lewis in the, the interior of that defense. Um, but I like the Patriots. Um, in the other game, I I think it'd be I could be a really good game, especially if the Falcons play with confidence like they were last week. I mean, they came out what they what they did exactly what they needed to do. They started quick mm-hmm. and they sustained the, you know, they had a late drive win, winning field goal, and it almost wasn't enough. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but the thing is, who was who was the team that nobody wanted to play? The Seahawks, and they took them out. Mm-hmm. Just like nobody thought they would. So, um, you know, and I mean, the Seahawks are the same team that just always gave, you know, that lately were giving the Niners so much trouble. Um, I, I think that it could be a really good game. Um, you know, I I don't know necessarily if it'll be as high scoring as this this past week's games, because I think that the defenses will kind of hold the offenses in check. Um, you know, Colin Kaepernick's playing on another level, but he's still young. And this this Falcons team's pretty experienced. 
Um, I do like the Niners still. I, I'm still going to stick with them. Uh, I think they can go, you know, on the road and win this game, which will set up uh, a rematch of uh, a few weeks ago, uh, the Niners and the Patriots. Mm, that's right. Um, I don't even know what to think about the games. All I know is that my prediction for the Super Bowl at the beginning of our podcast with our NFL prediction special. My Super Bowl pick is still intact with the Niners against the Ravens, and I'm going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. My justification, defenses. Um, the defenses are you know, superior in each matchup there, and that might make a difference ultimately in, in the end. Granted, you have you know uh, things like you know Colin Kaepernick for the Niners and the Ray Lewis motivation for the Ravens, um, but I'm going to be shallow and say I'm going to say that my pick holds true, but at the same time, I said that it would be a Harbaugh Bowl last year, and it ultimately turned out to be the Patriots and the Giants. So just watch; it's going to be the Patriots and the Falcons, and <laughs> it's going to be a barf bowl for me. Um, I, I just can't ignore the fact that. My hubris is getting the best of me right now, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that my pick of the Niners against the Ravens is gonna hold true. Mm-hmm. At the ten yard line, Joel, care to discuss some of these NFL head coaching carousel? All right. Well, um, we, I guess, what well, we just had a, a one. I guess you you could share that at the end. We did. Yep. Um, Let's see. So far, we have uh, Ken Wisenhut. He was with the Cardinals, right? Yep. And he's out. Yes, he's out before that. Yeah. What was he? An offensive coordinator? Yeah. Okay. And um, so you know they had they had I mean they interviewed so many so many people, and um, I don't know. I I guess we could. Do you want to share who it is? I don't. Bruce Arians is going to be the next Arizona Cardinals coach coming over well, the that, offensive coordinator from the Colts. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you know why that's interesting? Why is they that? They kind of followed a similar way to get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least in a way, they have a common um, thing on their resume. They were, I believe they were both Steelers offensive coordinators at one point. The, the name sounds... Yes, Bruce Arians was the last offensive coordinator before the guy who's currently there. Todd Haley? Yes. So you have the the last two. Yeah, it's saying in this article that Todd Haley was considered as well. Yeah, that's Mm. weird. (laughs) They like those offensive coordinators there. Um, All right, and then we have uh, Chen Gailey leaving mm-hmm. right the buffalo bills good old bills oh bills um and they hired syracuse's former coach doug marone who kind of took that program and got it to like a respectable point you know this i mean is the like, nfl yeah i mean i really don't know what his experience is if if he has any in the nfl um, you want the NFL? Go to the I NFL. I believe he's, his background is as a defensive coordinator, though. Um, Sounds about right. Because I think that's what he was at UConn for a while. Um, 
Let's see. We have Lovey Smith leaving with all ten of his wins this year. Mm-hmm. He's being replaced, which is. I mean, hey. Because the Bears have such high standards going to the playoffs. Yes. I mean, it, you know, okay, they you know, they didn't make it, but they 10 wins still. That's kind of ridiculous. Um, and they hire, hired Mark Tressman. Um, oh, that one. I, Mark Tressman is see, a former, uh, you know, offensive coordinator in the league, apparently, you know, quite the quarterback guru. Oh. He spent the last several years in the Canadian Football League. Oh, that's right. With the Montreal Alouettes. That's Alouette. right. I just Ooh. heard about that the other day. And you know, he took him to a couple. He won a couple Grey Cups. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But he does at least have some NFL experience, and so they're saying it's a good fit for Jay Cutler there in Chicago. All right. Well. Oh, Canada. Um, we got the Cleveland Browns replacing Pat Shimmer. Um. And let's see, they hired Rob Kredzinski? I think Chudzinski. Oh, Chudzinski. That's right. The guy thinks it's like his dream job or something like that. He's he's really <laughs> amped, so good for Tony, I well, guess. Well, let's see, he, is he the one that worked a lot with Cam Newton when he was at Carolina? Or? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Says so he right, used to be offensive coordinator for Cleveland in 2007 and 2008. Oh. Uh. Because they so, did so well then. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, they were, the Browns, just just like the Eagles, were one of the teams that were flirting with Oregon's former coach. Did um, Chip Kelly really even have a chance going to Cleveland, though? Let's be honest. <laughs> Which is the sexier job? I'm so, Tony, I'm sorry. Is he just going to, like, be like, oh, I got to Go get me Josh Cribs and play him at quarterback. I, I think they're both pretty <laughs> gross. Um, all right, let's see. We got uh, Mike Malarkey leaving the Jaguars. After and one year. Yes, one year. Uh, Granted, it was a not, two and fourteen franchise worst record, but you know, <laughs> a good sign. Um, and then they they hired Gus Bradley. Uh, this article's wrong. They say he's the Seahawks' offense coordinator. He's the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. for Seattle, which is you know good hire. Oh no, yeah, great you yeah. Know, defense this year Seattle had. Really good. Um, and uh, who is it? There was um, I think is it the nine the the Niners' offensive coordinator got a lot of looks too. I believe. Oh yeah, um, what was his name? No, it's blanking on me. I yeah, I'd hire any of those either either of those two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Romeo Cornell leaving the the Chiefs after, you know, they just disappointed all of us. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, that that, uh, that fringe playoff they, team going worst to first in the AFC West. How about that prediction? Like they at least will get a nice juicy pick out of it. Um, I thought you were gonna say nice juicy Andy Reid. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yes, they hired um, what Philadelphia didn't want anymore, um, Andy Reid. Um, who? Let's see. How long he was with the Eagles for? Fourteen maybe. years or something. Yeah, like that? long, long time. Longest tenured coach in the NFL at the time. Yes, uh, and that's a great t- transition because you know he left the Eagles, and they have hired former Oregon coach Chip Kelly. How about that? Yes. Um, how about that? 
He said that he was going to go back to Oregon, <laughs> and then he changed his mind. And I heard it had to do with uh, text messages. Um, what kind of text what? messages? <laughs> Just um, that there was kind of an ongoing such, uh, you know, thing going on between the owner and, and Chip Kelly, and that um, finally got him to realize that there's probably not going to be another year like this in a while where, what, there's seven openings mm-hmm. in the NFL? I mean, this is a lot. Oh, absolutely. Um, Eight openings total. And, you know, I, there, there was also comments about how when they were asking him, you know, what, like, certain games meant to him, what a national championship meant to him. In some interview, he was, he was saying, oh, well, there's nothing greater than the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, you know, one, he, at least, you know, in the college game, probably one of the best preparers for a game that we've had in a while. Um, he, um, just really absorbs himself in the game plan and, you know, he's shown it on the field, uh, you know, winning his coach Oregon's ever had. And, um, I guess he just wants a greater challenge. A lot of college coaches we see this, they, they do this. Nick Saban, for example, who many consider to be the best college football coach there is. Um, and, you know, we saw what happened when he tried to go to the NFL. Um, it, it doesn't always work out, but it'll be interesting to see. And I, you know, I wouldn't completely count on seeing him doing exactly what, he did in college, at least offensively and defensively, mm-hmm. because it's really based on personnel. But um, it'd be fun to see if, if he tried it. Um, well, the and chances then, you think that Oregon gets thrown under suspicion for NCAA violations oh, now. Oh, yes. Um, you know, uh, that someone mentioned that earlier about how there, there's possible sanctions coming for Oregon because of maybe paying players. I mean, that's kind of been the recent trend in college football, if you think yeah. about it. When a big, high-profile coach leaves, trouble is sure to follow. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you, you really do got a question because even you look at USC, you look at this situation, lots of success, lots of blue-chip talent coming in all the time. Sometimes it really does make you wonder. I mean, even at what like Ohio State too, it's just uh, when when you're when you have that, and, and it really does kind of make you question some of the SEC teams. Oh, because of course, um, you almost got to think there's more than some reasons that people decide to go there, or you know they they're enticed to go there. But hey, heard an I interesting mean, discussion a couple weeks ago how football down there is too big to fail. Oh, that a lot of people you know just you know, turn the other. You know, just to look away from it because, like, that's what they have down there. Maybe aside from NASCAR, but as far as, like, you know, big, you know, sports, as far as that goes. Yeah, we got a bunch of, you know, dads like Cam Newton. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Back on topic. Yes, we we finish up with the San Diego Chargers who um, let go of Norv Turner. I'm sure that somebody else will hire him as a coordinator. I'm sure because it always happens. Lions, maybe. Oh, can, can the Lions fire somebody? <laughs> Anybody? 
Yes, uh, very surprising that they're not on this list, at least with coordinators. or, or The just Lions something. had their special teams coach, you know, the one that had his special teams team give up a kickoff return and a punt return in two consecutive games. No, he, he's, he's not with the team anymore. He left mm-hmm. on his own accord. Oh, well, that was honorable of him. It's not like the Lions fired him. I gave, I threw it out last week. You know, only team in the top ten in the NFL draft that did not fire a head coach, a offensive or defensive coordinator, or a GM. Chicken huh. put. Oh man, that team. Oh, uh, the, yeah, they, the Chargers hired Mike McCoy. It sure did. Uh, out of Denver, the offensive yes. coordinator there. So mm-hmm. good pay. I mean. Peyton Manning's pretty much the offensive coordinator there, let's be honest. Yeah, so, I mean, now you've got a little, you've worked with him for a year, you know, and you go to the Chargers. You pass it on to <laughs> Philip Rivers, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, how well do the Eagles do next season as we make the play here with Chip Kelly as coach? I think that they do make the playoffs. Uh-huh. Um, it seems to be the trend in the NFL right now to go to this kind of style of offense. And, you know, the NFL does have a lot of turnover uh, year after year with new teams going to the playoffs. I'm not, I don't think they'll go that far. I think, you know, they might run into a team that has, you know, you know they're more balanced uh, on you know, offensive and defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, Philadelphia is you know, going to be good enough to at least um, you know, get to the playoffs. Although, they have to sort out their quarterback situation because I don't think Nick Foles is going to run a Chip Kelly offense. Mm. I don't think... Michael Vick's coming back to do anything of the sort. So maybe I wonder how much you know say Chip Kelly will have in the the draft because you never know if he like he gets you know some players that are styled after you know his kind of offense or players he used to coach. Hell, have Denard Robinson go to the Eagles. See what how that turns out. He won't be playing quarterback, but still. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's it's interesting. It, it makes it makes you kind of wonder. Um, you know, obviously one of his priorities very soon is going to be figuring out what to do in the draft. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, you just brought up that question about a quarterback. If he really does want to, um, you know, run know something similar to what he is, he is he's usually running. Which I'm kind of doubting because, um, like, I I just read an interview with him earlier today, and he said something like, "We're not going to run our quarterback 25 times a game." You know, like you just can't do that. It's based on personnel. It's it's kind of what you have, and you have to work with that. And then you'll you can just build have Geno Smith it. throw for 900 yards. I mean, you 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 could bring in. You, he really could bring in a quarterback. It doesn't even have to be early. Um, there's just not as much to pick from this year in the draft talent wise. Um, and there, there's nothing, I mean, like we could go ahead and say, oh, he wants a quarterback that's mobile. He might want that, but he might not get that and just have to work with what he's got. He hasn't always had a mobile quarterback, um, everywhere that he's been and it's worked. His offense has just kind of evolved. So, I mean, there's, there's no reason that it couldn't evolve again. I mean, if you actually watch them play a lot besides the basic read option stuff they do they don't really do much option at least when he was at oregon it's more based on a read pass read system 
and they throw the ball all over the place. I mean, way downfield. He just likes a lot of speed on his team, and he likes to go at a fast tempo. Um, you know, the option game just was another added element to the game. It it'll be really interesting. I you know I think they probably could make the playoffs just based on you know what I've seen from that division being so close. There was no one that really stood out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you've got to wonder like you know how are the Redskins, what are the Redskins going to do in the offseason? Um, you know, is, is their quarterback going to be ready in time for the start of the season? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, what are the Cowboys even going to do? Like, just, <laughs> I don't even know. No, I don't think anybody knows what the Cowboys are going to do. Um, and then you've got the Giants. Who Jerry just, Jones is going to be like, I'm going to fire Jason Garrett. Uh, two weeks before the yeah, season. <laughs> I, 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 really, it's just kind of based on you look inside their conference, uh, their division, like, what do you see? I could see them making the playoffs pretty easily, actually. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I think they, you know, they get to the playoffs, maybe knocked out in the first round, something like that. Any thoughts on the team you hate, Moses? Uh, you said it right there. I mean, I, 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 I really could care less about them i think they uh they'll do just fine but uh um i unless unless i was really inclined to believing that they would uh have a good game um i normally picked against them and mm-hmm. it just so happened to work out really well you and i this, both this year <laughs> they were pretty much a lot so, uh but uh I'm I'm not too familiar with uh Chip Kelly. I, I mean I know Oregon's really great and everything, but uh um I don't know. I I I I think we'll probably see them in the playoffs and uh I I did once want a uh a Pennsylvania Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be really cool back when um I think it was Roethlisberger's uh, first uh, season when uh, his rookie season when he made it to the playoffs and uh, the Eagles were coming out big on the uh, NFC. We almost made it through the AFC and um, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's what is it the first time in how long that a Pennsylvania like team has not been in the playoffs. 1998 or something like that. Yeah. How long is a That's, this? Is quite a run. Yeah. It, oh, this how, is, yeah. playoffs. I thought you said Super Bowl. No yeah. playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. All right. So the five-yard line story. We were going to talk about Lance Armstrong. Oh, and Copper agrees. <laughs> Lance Armstrong was a dog. <laughs> and he admitted uh, PED use on, oh, excuse me, on this uh, Oprah interview that is airing tonight. But now nobody is watching that. In fact, nobody cares about Lance Armstrong anymore. I mean, we had him, you know, we didn't have him on the show. We had this topic kind of on a previous episode of Down the Sidelines, and we were just like, yeah, who cares about cycling? Like, he'll... Yeah. He'll be fine, whatever. Just nobody really cares. The time has passed. Well, now no one is really talking about Lance Armstrong because a much bigger, much stranger, 
very fascinating story has surfaced in the world of college football. And it kind of uh, takes, you know, topics and uh, discussions and thoughts about mass media and media coverage and a whole host of things. In fact, I'm not even sure how we discuss this properly because this might be the biggest sports story of the year and we're not even, you know, three weeks into January. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got just about everything you want in a, in a, a scandal or something. Yes, I mean, you know, started out as a human interest piece, which, you know, lots of people who don't really get into sports love. I mean, like, that's, that's how they, they get into it. They relate to these people and the situations that they're in. You know, so start out as a feel-good story. And then turned into probably, you know, well, first off, like, every Notre Dame fan's nightmare. <laughs> well, before, before, we, like, before we get any more specific, let's, we got to come right out and, and, you know, say what the topic is. The Deadspin article, which first broke at 5 p.m. yesterday on Wednesday, January 16th. Sorry, technically at 4.10, but 5 was when it really started to pick up semen circulation. Manti Teo's dead girlfriend, the most heartbreaking and inspirational story of the college football season, is a hoax. <sighs> Fake. This has... This article has... Almost three and a half million hits yeah. for a blog. And I, I gotta say, it is one of the most intriguing, uh, well thought out, in depth um, pieces of investigative journalism I've ever seen on yes. a blog of this sort. Yes, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, they actually, they, they do a lot of good work there and they really have to cover all their bases because you know in in situations like this there's you know possibility of slander and getting sued oh and, yeah and i so, mean you know they've, they've actually got to cover stuff but really well written um to explain everything to someone that you know would have no knowledge of what is even going on i mean this is either really great journalism that you know has just broken something big and mm. uncovered a huge story or it's terrible journalism <laughs> that has ruined the reputation <laughs> of this individual but the more yeah. things that are uncovered and the more people speak up like Notre Dame making a statement and their athletic director making a statement Deadspin and you know the authors Timothy Burke and Jack Dickey they've done their due diligence here yeah, and the fact that they released this information before Notre Dame stepped forward. I mean, there, there's really no way for Notre Dame to save face in all of this. No. And I'm sure it's like, I'm sure the president of their university is having a friggin' heart attack right now. I, it just, yeah. Yes, it's just, uh, it's it's not... It's not good for the school at all in well, no way. And now Chip Kelly has to deal with this crap. He has to answer all these questions. I'm sure that Brian Kelly, just, you mean? Yes. yes. Yeah, Brian. I've, I've got my Kellys mixed up. Wait. So how, how does this? Uh, I was just under the impression that like the bad press would be like for the fact that he was from Notre Dame. Like, does Notre Dame have anything to 
really do with this, or do they, you think they they received they did investigative um, work themselves and figured it out? Yeah, they apparently learned they knew this. About it. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So they've known about this since sometime in December, I believe. Or at least that's how they're trying to spin it. Yeah. So I mean, we probably won't ever get the hundred percent truth from them on this, but you know, with time, more people will speak up and we will learn even more. That, that's why it's really hard to you know make full comments about this because it is so early. Oh yeah, uh, we're still I mean, in you know the very important stages of just trying to establish facts. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if if you're a Notre Dame fan, you're listening. I'm not trying to like be like, "Aha, we caught you," like <laughs> or anything like that. But you know, it's uh, it seems like no matter which way you look at this, somebody's either playing really dumb or is really dumb. Honestly, if we have any Notre Dame fans listening, I'd be fascinated to hear. Yes. What they think about this. When this broke, I have spent so much time listening to all the different radio personalities that I follow with sports radio and hearing their impressions. This is a fascinating story for me. I've been engrossed in this story, and it just gets stranger and stranger and more confusing. Um, We simply don't have the time to go into all the nitty-gritty of how Lene Kakua, who was the individual that Mantateo claimed to have been dating, uh, you know, they met at a Stanford game in 2009. And, I, and I've also and heard it like, said as like a, an emotional relationship. And yet it sounds <laughs> like it was all online and in some parts. Yeah, I think that's why is, I, I was hearing that. Th- this is the spin that Manti Teo has put on it when uh, he came out with his very yes. long prepared statement yesterday that it was an online relationship and that they actually had never met, that he was met. the yeah. victim and that he was somehow caught up in the hoax that someone had played on him, which I call bullshit <laughs> look, yes, it, and, and, look. Yes. <laughs> obviously like you know the three of us like we're not in this like kind of emotional relationship that these two claim to have been but living in today's day and age like we've obviously spoken online we're, we're yes, speaking right. online right now we met online yeah. <laughs> we met in person Yes. We've had video calls with our community because that's what something like Skype allows you to do. And FaceTime, other instant messaging clients. You'd think that in today's day and age, if you were having this kind of relationship with a person online, and like you have different radio personalities talking that are like, well, I just don't get the idea of, you know, online relationship, blah, blah, blah. And that's just growing up in a different time. Like, they they just don't know. Like that, yeah. in plain and simple, they don't know. The, the thing is, I don't understand how someone like him, like who's a big uh, college football player, could not experience what just us, like what we experience, like going out to like meet each other. Mm-hmm. Like how 
how is it that yeah he after didn't that go out time, to meet her and after that amount of time that's what is really the the problem with this whole thing is the fact that like and then the the the, the phone calls that's what I that's another thing I do not yeah. understand at all how could you have even had the phone calls if the person didn't exist these phone calls that apparently you only hear her voice and what you never saw this person if she was fa- guys this is you have to read the deadspin article if you don't know what we're talking about because it's it's so unbelievable and then the ad the athletic director of notre dame sheds tears for him because like he's essentially trying to defend a notre dame legend you know win one for the gipper oh, rudy that idea would be up the there and, of notre yeah. dame oh absolutely <laughs> And, uh, gosh, not anymore with something like this. One of the, the best, you know, succinct uh, summaries I've heard in all this kind of discussion, and Joel, you kind of hit on this earlier. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how this turns out, Manti Teo is an idiot because to get played like this over years and to not do things like meet with this person... You know, see, you know, video chat or even meet with her in person to get played to this extent for that long period of time and more that, you know, is supposedly happening. Just, you'd have to be a complete idiot. Yes. And the other problem I have with this is that I'm sure this kind of thing happens all the time, especially with Twitter. Mm-hmm. There's people that role play on there. There's people that just meet up and, you know, you know, they, I don't know, they want to be in a relationship, things like that. And they get duped by people who own Twitter accounts. They're not actually that person that happens all the time. It To make such a big deal about this and to put it out in the national media and everything, why even mention it? Right. Like if it's not... <sighs> If you haven't met the person, if I just, I really don't understand if you don't even have a picture with them or something like that, why even mention it to the media? Because you know that you're the focus of everybody, really. You finished second in the Heisman. Well, I mean, well, you're, okay, you're, wait. He finished second in the Heisman very likely because of this story. Like, this is what generated his momentum. And here's the other side of the coin he's either a complete idiot. For being duped like this, or he was playing. He's <laughs> complicit in, you know, knowing about this, and in a way, that's kind of evil what he did, yeah. using cancer like that as you know a fake cancer death for a fake girlfriend, and and, I, and actually and it's, tying it's, it in yeah. with your grandmother's death, which is a very real, serious, sad. Yeah, thing. that actually happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The uh, I think it's impossible. Like now that I think about it, that he didn't know about it because uh, it it mentions that when she was you know dying, or I mean, when when she was in a coma, I guess, mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. at, at yeah. the bed. She had cancer. Yeah. Oh. Leukemia. She, no, yeah, but, leukemia. but it's, it sounded like uh, after oh, the, she, uh, yeah, she was after in a car the accident. initial accident, mm-hmm. she was in a coma, and they were talking, and do you really think he wouldn't have uh, talked to a doctor? 
or, or family or fa- mm-hmm. yeah or that because or if you care about this person so much that she's the love of your life you don't visit her in the hospital well, well, well yo, she said uh you have to play your game you have to yeah you have to stay there and oh lie. yes very convenient excuse so, I don't know. I, it, I think it's going to hurt his future you. relationship. No, I, I know. I, I guess. I mean, you know, I know he'll probably like... make tons of money, but. It, this story is unlike anything the sports world has ever seen. Like, you think that, you know, the Tiger Woods scandal was a big deal? This, is... this dominated about that. the media airwaves today and will continue to do so. I just feel weird every time I read through the whole thing. Like, I just, I just like, it makes me, like, question society. <laughs> it's a lot of things, yeah. Like, why? So unnecessary. Give the article a read. It's in our show notes. And we may even be talking about this next week, depending on what happens. More information. It's going to be like the, uh, the Mass Effect thing. We're going to be talking about this for a whole month. Might as well. <laughs> Let's do I'm, I'm going to be I mean, this, every word. This is probably set people up all the way until next football season. I mean, it really... It has. Mm. It's... So it was something produced by the networks in order to keep interest. Oh man! During now we're now we're digging too deep. They're gonna they're gonna. Someone's find gotta out. talk to NBC, <laughs> who kind of owns Notre Dame football as far as the TV contracts goes. Make a movie. And I don't know, like I I kind of think like there's this weird connection with me with this story. Yeah. Because, like the game that like this all happened, it was when they played yeah. Michigan State, and oh, like watching that yes. one, like that was what. Yeah, everyone was talking about it. And then it continued over the next week when Notre Dame played Michigan. And then Manti Teo got an interception in that game. You know, more like the six turnovers. And like, oh, Manti Teo playing with uh, Brent Mossberger. And he wasn't talking about how hot he thought Lenick Akul was. Because that was... Uh, Wait, what? Did you say Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> Brent Mossberger. Oh, okay. I mean, Brent Mossberger gets off clean. <laughs> from this whole thing he, he probably worry. thinks an invisible girlfriend is gets him horny too so he just i mean he didn't have his honey badger anymore so he needed something else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> girls why not but yeah it was like it was the Let's michigan state it was the michigan game. state and then michigan sequence of games and like this first happened and then like continued to be a story um yeah so i don't know like there's there's that like covering in the back of my mind like that happened and I think Darker, I, we shared the link on the Show Me News forums and doesn't really follow sports all that often. But he reads it and he's like, well, I'm really interested. You guys cover this uh, when you know it was actually happening on the show. And I think you know, we didn't make a big deal of it. Maybe you know, no, it was passing I mean, mention. Like, there was uh, no, really, no, really no reason to besides just mentioning that you know it, it was well, sad. Because at the time, that's all we know is that well, it do was. You guys, do you guys have it as uh, one of the picks of the week? The... Uh... Michigan State Notre Dame game, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure we did, and we may have mentioned it in passing there, but yeah. Yeah. It, we we were more focused on you know the actual football side yeah. of things, yeah. not the the backstory. And to see it all unravel like this, 
again, very long blog, very detailed blog. Even things like getting pictures from this uh, Tuya Sosopo guy, Renea Tuya Sosopo. Um, and it being someone else, pictures of someone else. Who yeah. doesn't even know, man. Rebba. I'd be like, yeah. who's that? I don't, I don't watch football. <laughs> Oh man, I just feel like I just want to see like Johnny Manziel's reaction. Like, he's just like, "What happens?" Wait, thank God I won the Heisman. <laughs> he's like, "Oh my God!" Ugh. He's like, "I don't know. I have a real girlfriend." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how the story develops. There it's are. Like- contradictions all over the place. Mattateo's imagination. You know what Mattateo's doing right now? I can I can almost guarantee it. If if it were so easy to tell the truth, the truth has no waiting period. The truth mm. is immediate. I would not be surprised at all if you know, Mattateo was involved in this at all. And he has to continue the lie because he's apparently embarrassed that he met this girl online and then got duped. Oh, no. I mean, that is clearly a possibility. I mean, and you just don't want to look, like, stupid. You don't want to look like an idiot. Even though, according to your teammates, you're going out with girls (laughs) on campus like crazy because you're the (laughs) captain of the football team. And you're a Mormon, which you think, like, hooking up with those girls would kind of go against that morality code. It's possible that he was duped, but uh, he, like, he just kind of exaggerated the, uh, um, the whole relationship with her. Entirely so, a possibility. Yeah. So he he still got duped, but like, at, but it was his fault for taking it too far. You- and then the guy that Renoa whatever guy just went with it and yeah i mean somebody earlier today that i was listening to made this the point that maybe this guy is just so much more emotional than we could ever imagine like for a big football player to be and then when you start hearing about the you know like going out with other girls first off you're like okay well that solves one question that i had (laughs) and then um, it, it can't be true. I mean, I mean, it could just be a small-time friend that he wanted to make a bigger story, and then he didn't want it to get maybe this big. It was his Twitter crush. His I don't even know what they. But call then what's that. the There's motivation? Like... It's not blackmail or anything because Manti Teo gained so much from this. Uh, well, wait, what, what was what do you that mean, thing blackmail? about? Like possible friend being in charge of the Twitter account. That was the Rene Atuyasasopo. Okay, like, right. that's people are thinking like it. It might just tie back to him that he okay. was the one in charge of the Rene Kakua. And he comes Twitter from account. like a big football family. Yeah, I mean Marcus Tuyasasopo is a quarterback. So, in all Washington, of these names. Two thousand one ish. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they so hard? <laughs> I just like the tailing meme that's going on right now oh man putting your arms around an invisible girlfriend or 
Oh, Clint Eastwood you, at the Republican National Convention <laughs> wasn't have you, it wasn't Barack Obama in the chair. It was Manti Teo's girlfriend. Have you seen that that commercial? It's like for insurance or something. Like it's like a spot check insurance. This guy's like at his car, and he's like, "You can check it on the your email or whatever." And this his this girl walks up to him and it's his friend, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm meeting my online date here." Oh yeah, right. and it's he's a French model, and it's like this fat guy with yeah. like a beard. Well, oh, now there's, sure. like, pictures of, instead, they've cut out the girl, and it's Matt, T- Matt Ateo standing next to him. <laughs> 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 That's good. That's good. Yes. The many memes are going to come from this. I mean, his imaginary girlfriend, that is, I, you can't help but laugh at it a little bit, even if you're, like, really sincere about the whole thing. Ugh. You kind of have to laugh because otherwise, like it, it's just too depressing, really. Ah, I. You know what? This is so much more interesting than a national championship game. It, you, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, has that happened yet? At least Notre Dame <laughs> entertained us a little bit. Oh yeah, because they sure didn't in the national championship. I mean, Manti Teo was the one who was being imaginary in that game. Seriously, did you did you guys also hear about his father wanting to blacklist a lot of the photographers yep. that took pictures of him getting just trucked by Eddie Lacy mm-hmm. in the yeah. championship game? Okay, he needs to realize that probably any defender would have gotten laid out by him in that game because he was running like a like a trains full of steam in the mm-hmm. game. I, I mean, it happens to I'm just having Ray Lewis ton. I mean, it happens to everyone. I, I don't know. So I guess now he's going to blacklist the whole United States. Well, then apparently there were people on Twitter who were questioning the you know, reality of it and it was black, uh, blocked by the Manti Teo account. Yeah. There are so many suspicious things, and honestly, if we're trying to make the play here, we can't say or predict anything like, will he be clean or did he do it or anything like that, because there is no way to tell. So let's talk football like we enjoy doing. In which round does Manti Teo get drafted in April? And yes, it is dependent on what happens, sure, but it's an easier thing to predict than oh, yeah. other things coming out of the woodworks. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Well, he was a top well, ten pick. Oh yes, definitely. You know, before all this started, like before the national championship game and all this, which I gotta say, bad stretch of time to be a Notre Dame fan for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That game and then this, ugh. Um I'm thinking the second round mm-hmm. because I think that there's going to be some team who is crazy. Let's say the Oakland Raiders, <laughs> who they don't care about the character issues. Oh, no. That even though, like, if, you know, Manti Teo was complicit in this, you think there would be some you know, big, big character issues, personality mm-hmm. issues, and... Yeah, you know, some people who say like the NFL, you know, never shied away from those who you know committed crimes or DUIs or anything like that. You know, they're right, but this 
might be like a kind of psychosis. Well, no, I mean, it's just about how much news this thing made compared to anything else. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't think that's going to make anyone them shy away from this guy. So, yeah. I mean, if he was going to go in the top or the first round before, I could. I, I could agree with uh, second round. I don't think he's going to fall too much. Yeah. I, I definitely think out of the first round because, like, that's, you know, significant money. And, you know, third round might you know, be possible. I don't think it gets to, like, fifth, sixth, seventh. I mean, by then, like, someone's definitely going to take a chance. He's certainly not going to go completely undrafted. No, yeah. no. Some team will absolutely give him a chance. I think it's just going to be some team that's desperate and doesn't care about anything like that. Um, which kind of is a bit of an indictment on the NFL that yeah. they, that doesn't really matter to anyone. But you know, yeah, I think it would be some team. I, you know, I think you know, I think it's kind of as easy as just um, looking at what he does at the combines. Honestly, yeah. I, I, as much as I'd like to say that they, you know, they look at character issues. Um, there are some teams that I think just straight up pass it up. They don't even care as long as they're getting the best player out there. And it's weird. I mean, it's weird to say things like that, but I honestly think it's still a case. That's why I still think he'll go in the first round because what a, what a lot of teams, what a lot of successful teams do is they get, you know, high profile defensive players and usually offensive linemen in the first round. Um, a I, lot of them follow that, you know, formula, and um, I that's that's why I still think he's going to go because I think he's going to do just fine at the combine. I think he's going to grade a lot better than most of the other linebackers, mm-hmm. um, and I I really think a lot of teams won't. And and really, it could depend on if more information does come out, like something ridiculous, like I don't know, like they find him. They they completely figured him out and he lied about everything. Or he was on drugs. I yeah I mean he's just straight up crazy. <laughs> he doesn't seem like it. I mean, that's what's so weird about it. He seemed so honest and that's what that's what makes crazy people. Yeah, so I mean, scary. yeah, he might just be a really good con man because when he was in front of the cameras, he was like a freaking angel, <laughs> you know. Um, and that is kind of scary. But I don't know. I think just grade-wise, I'm just going purely based on what's available out there. I think that he's probably still the first or second linebacker taken. Yeah. I personally, I think I, I think the bigger question is uh, how long is it going to be before this thing blows over? If it does ever blow over, because I mean, do do we do we still? I mean, we'll we'll always make jokes about uh, Michael Vick and his dog ring and right. Ben Roethlisberger and uh, the I forget what it was. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, like it exploded when this first came out. Like yeah. it was just like, oh god, I can't even like it. It, it froze on me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I even sent you a text. It's just like, um, holy shit, if true. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's just like, I'll never forget it. <laughs> it would not surprise me if this is like an industry shattering story because it is so unlike you know anything that any journalist has really ever seen. And it, it might just have people kind of re-examine some of these kind of stories. I mean, with like all these athletes, especially that, you know, are coming out and they're like not as clean as you think they are. Lance Armstrong, Manti Teo, like, mm-hmm. you know, all the, the steroid users. And it just might make you re-examine things. Well, yeah, okay. Other thing that I would just tell people in general, do not put like athletes and actors and famous people up on a pedestal oh god no and like look up to them i know that it's nice to have like heroes and and people you look up to but just don't do it to the point where if you hear something like this it crushes you and you can't handle it like it it you shouldn't do that yeah we're <laughs> not, not a- you know just crushed for you know manti teo not like we're notre dame fans or anything we're just crushed because of you like you said society I'm more shocked at, you know, the referendum on mass media and journalism. Um, This will be be interesting with uh, how people think of, uh, you know, I mean, even if it really was, like, just all a hoax, it'll be interesting to see how people think of, like, online relationships from Oh, yeah, how people... Very true. It seems like there's a lot of people that when they're in online relationships and stuff, they'll say that they, you know, met someone at a bar. Um, people, I know people that have gotten married and said that until you find it out. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. well, what you're like embarrassed about that. It's, you know, and like nothing to be embarrassed about. At least you physically met the person <laughs> and they That's exist true. and they're here. You know they exist. Well, <laughs> I, I, I would hope so at a wedding. So. <laughs> hey, people are weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. As we're seeing, Stranger Things. Oh, oh my goodness! So that's it was quite the bombshell to, and it happened yesterday when we were making our outline. Like I, I still just if you see our outline, <laughs> you just crossed it out. I say, um, nope, Manti Tail. <laughs> because we, yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about Lance. Armstrong earlier right. and everything, but I mean that is it is a big deal. Um, was the they aired the interview tonight? I believe. Yeah, I think it Oprah. already happened. Um, and again, like nobody cared. Like ESPN is yeah. trying to push it like it's a big deal, but let's be honest, like this this Teo thing is the bigger story. Oh, of course, of course. It's weird. The booth preview, we, you know, take a really quick look at, you know, some of the upcoming sports events, you know, we're looking forward to some you know, big games and whatnot. Um, Australian Open started for tennis. Yes. Rafael Nadal is not participating. You know, he's been bothered by injuries. That's, you know, unfortunate mm-hmm. for him. Um, but, yeah, that, like that kind of sucks for me because, like, I'm expecting to see, uh, you know, certain things on in the morning. And then it's just like, oh, tennis at, you know, Yay. 5 a.m., yeah, I've been like DVR and everything. Grant, I'm going to be very excited when it gets close to the finals, but you know, it just started a few days ago there. I um, like their commercial. Yeah. It was like down under and everything was like upside down. That's true. That's true. Obviously, on Sunday, the AFC and NFC Championship games. Yes. Those are our must watches. And on Saturday, uh, some of the hockey games start. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Who do the Penguins start? The Penguins are playing the Flyers first. Oh, so that's right. Wow. Really excited. Where is it that. at? Uh, if the Penguins are for on the left side and the Flyers on the right side of like the, the Google thing, does that mean it's... That would it's be... At, is it at? Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah, on the right side oh, okay. means home team. Yeah. Um, I know Detroit goes to St. Louis on Saturday, and then the home opener is on the 22nd, and Tuesday, when I have class against the Dallas Stars. And it's kind of weird. Like One of the, the sports discussions here locally is that, you know, what are different hockey teams doing to try to get fans back? Uh, the Dallas Stars, yeah. for example, uh, they are giving free tickets out to those 12 and under for all games during January and February. Really cool promotion. Like, good to get, you know, young hockey fans in. The Red Wings had this period of 35 hours where Ticketmaster fees were waived. Whoa. Whoa. whoop de frickin do <laughs> Who cares? Amazing. It's like $6 a ticket. Get out, like, a free hot dog. The, like, a beer free, at Joe Louis Arena and... costs more than the ticket fees on Ticketmaster. Yeah, it'd be like, if you're over 21, you get... Beer. Well, you, you can't dog. get beer or alcohol for free. Like, that's just... Discount. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of, like, I know a lot of basketball games, especially NBA games, they do, like, ticket deals. Mm-hmm. Where they'll, they'll have, like, certain weekends. Because there's so many games where, where they'll throw in, like, hot dogs and popcorn and stuff with their tickets. You just gotta catch the, uh... Hot dogs from the hot dog gun. Oh, and fire them in the cannon. Yeah. I've been more used to t-shirts. Hot dog. Dang, it's spicy mustard red, in my uh, eye. At uh, <laughs> baseball games, but... Grey Poupon, you. <laughs> Poupon. I, I really want to see what one is like once it's like fired out of that thing. Cause, or are, like, they like, are they like the big hot dogs? Like the giant ones? I, I think so, yeah. Ballparks? Like the... Yeah, they're they're all wrapped up, and then they shoot them out of the uh, cannons. Oh man! Syracuse Louisville is going to be a really good basketball game oh, yeah, this weekend. No. Uh, number one Louisville and number six Syracuse. Oh, so that's uh, Saturday at four. Definitely. So give that one a watch. Uh, surprising that Indiana lost recently to Wisconsin. That was yeah really surprising. Um. See. Trying to see some of the other games that are going to be coming up before we wrap up the show very soon. Uh, uh, there's a uh, NBC NHL promo that's uh, making it seem like uh, the Penguins won the last uh, playoffs against the Flyers, saying the Flyers had their sights set on revenge for last. <laughs> Uh, the guy just read the wrong geez. line. Like, he mixed up the teams. Well, actually, something happened that made me think of something like that recently. Um, what was and it? And someone, After... someone this to uh, the Manti Teo thing. <laughs> really? Oh, no. Manti Teo wants revenge. <laughs> <laughs> he wants revenge on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, Musper. No, something happened after... Uh, the one of the championship games, and it was like you know previewing 
I don't know, it was one of the, after the last divisional game, I think. And they were like previewing the NFC and AFC championship games. And it's like, oh, you know, San Francisco goes to Atlanta and, you know, Matt Ryan and all this, you know, uh, what's it, Colin Kaepernick. And then the same thing with the AFC. And I'm thinking, wait, you couldn't have just made that edit so quickly. Mm. I mean, someone had to make four different versions of these yeah. commercials. It's kind of like when they make, like, championship shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Championship yeah. games where they'll have them printed for both teams. And then I was watching something where they got them mixed up. Or they misspelled something. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know. I remember one time when we won the NIT championship in basketball. Oh, yeah. They called us the Virginia or West Virginia. <laughs> 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 it said it on the shirts. And man, did those shirts sell! Yeah, like no for some reason, they got out to the public, and oh man, good time. They normally make it to Africa. <laughs> yeah, like what? Isn't that what happens to like all the leftover like MLB yeah. and NFL stuff? Well, that's because, good. Because, At least someone getting use out of it right after the game, just like just so they can immediately start selling those things. That'd be awesome to, like, have all the alternates. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sure someone's got a collection somewhere. When you were saying, like, revenge, I thought you were going to say the revenge of Matateo's imaginary girlfriend's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> because she's dead. So. Oh, gosh. No, I meant more like uh, pretending think of something a, uh... wasn't the same as... <laughs> Wait, wait, who killed her? Was it, every time I think of someone dying related to football, I think of Le'Veon, uh, or what's his name? Uh, Clowney. Uh, Just oh, murdering people <laughs> when he tackles. I think Jadavion Clowney had a, a Twitter account. Like, I have a picture of Manti Teo's girlfriend, and then like you open it, and it's just like a white picture. <laughs> or it's just <laughs> blank. Uh, do you, I have a question. I know that you, you do you know where I could get a gif of him hitting Michigan's running back because I'm that sure was, somewhere on Deadspin they might have it actually. Like I still haven't found like a gif of it. I uh, I'm just glad you didn't say gif of it. No, <laughs> I wanted some peanut butter. <laughs> well, anyway, Major Moses, thank you very much for being on the show. Um, yeah. Thanks. Glad that we could reward. I'll get to your forum rewards in some time. Uh, but yeah, you get forum rewards. I'm gonna. I want to get. I want to get you like little icons next to your name or something like that to distinguish that. You know, little... <laughs> you're the champ. The champ. No, that, that's fine. I I would have rather had one for the uh, that fancy football. Uh, we'll send him a last, Super Bowl uh... trophy and a BCS national. Oh, <laughs> thank you. But. Uh... Next uh, next year, we really need to do that uh, fantasy football league again because that'd yes. be a. We, we got to do March Madness too. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, fantasy football would be a great way to get other people in the community. I have not tried. Have you guys more. tried the college one? I don't even. Oh no, I, I can't. Even I there's too that. much, I've... too many teams. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't imagine doing that. All I know is that, like, my friend said that he had. Uh, Johnny Manziel, and I'm like, how in the world did you trade to get him? How in the world did you know? <laughs> like, how do you geez. know? <laughs> Crazy. No kidding. 
Well, anyway, with that crazy, crazy week behind us and more Teo news to come, amongst other stories, with that, I'm Peter. I'm Joel. Uh, and I'm... I'm I'm Moses or Seth or whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right, and we're out. Enjoy the week in sports.